by the time I heard the, the Christian gospel for the first time, which in some respects, Matt, uh, is embarrassing because I lived next door to Christians. Really? Mm. And uh, they never shared the test. They never shared their testimony. They never told me about Jesus. <laughs> so, how did you finally hear about it? I actually, I was reading. I was going out with a person, a lady at the time, who was very much into uh, New Age and uh, end times and that kind of stuff. So, I was reading a lot of this material, and I heard about a preacher who was travelling through Australia at the time by the name of Barry Smith uh, in the early eighties. Now, I didn't know that he was a preacher per se. I just knew that he was an end time speaker. And I went to hear one of his seminars, uh, which was in Port Macquarie at the time. Uh, that was the 31st of July, 1981. And uh, to my utter astonishment, it turns out that uh, he was actually a preacher. I wanted to get up and go, but uh, I was intrigued by this guy's message. It's interesting. I've, I've heard that so many people came to Christ through Barry Smith yep. and stayed Christian because he would do the altar call and then preach for 45 minutes about how to how to live the life as a Christian. Mate, not only that, I can honestly tell you that when I answered the altar call that night uh, amidst tears and uh, just genuine repentance, he he asked about my cultural background, and he was so gently confronting. You know, he actually said to me, Brian, if you're going to, if you're going to follow Christ, you're going to have to renounce your Sikh heritage. Wow. And uh, that's at the altar with about 20 other people that became Christians that night. And so I publicly renounced my Sikh heritage there and then. And I just think it's such a powerful thing. You know, sometimes I think we're a little bit um, wishy-washy when it comes to the conversion. You know, uh, yeah. uh, you know, repentance doesn't include that kind of confrontation when really it does. Wow. Uh, so it was a very powerful confrontation. Of course, I then had to confront the issue of going home and telling my parents, and um, it didn't go well. <laughs> Tell me how they reacted. Well, they were shocked. They were totally shocked. You know, my, my, my father said to me, but you were raised uh, in the Sikh tradition to become a priest. Why have you changed your faith? And uh, he was mortified, just mortified. My, my mother was in tears, and they really didn't, they didn't want to uh, relate to me on any, on any level. And, um, and it, it meant that basically I was ostracized from the family for several years. Wow. And did everyone notice the changing, like all your friends and... And, you know, did, did well, everyone... Sure, yeah, well, you know, Brian suddenly became this radical preacher, so, you know, I preached Jesus every chance I got. So it was kind of like, you know, they, they avoided me like the plague, but, you know, this guy's become a religious nut, so... And what were you doing for work at the time? I was managing a news agency at the time, at, uh, just north of Coffs, and uh, so then I, I went along to... Uh, uh, to be introduced, Barry Smith was actually coming back through Coffs Harbour at the time after the Port Macquarie meetings, and took the talk about follow-up, personal follow-up. And he's an international speaker who takes the time to call in to your hometown and personally introduce you to a local pastor. Wow, uh, that's what I call follow-up. And so he introduced me to this guy, and uh, we we got chatting. I ended up going to church that weekend, and um, you know was just amazed at the, the reality of, the, of Jesus and the vibrancy of this church. It was the first opportunity I'd ever heard from somebody who'd come to uh, pray for me and laid hands on me and prophesied over me. And so that was my introduction to uh, the prophetic word too. Um, it was a very powerful, powerful thing. You've walked into this church after being raised as a, as a Sikh mm -hmm. and uh, you're working at a news agency and now you're working for a good news agency. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, mate. That's it. Uh, how did you get integrated into the life of the church? 
Look, the church, look, I attended every meeting I possibly could. If you could, I would have gone to the ladies' meeting as well. You know, <laughs> I just I just immersed myself into the culture of church, and uh, you know, twice twice every Sunday, and you know, midweek Bible studies. There was a new Christians class. The pastor that was there was very. Um, very passionate about young believers, and so, you know, he'd lead us in a, in a in a Bible study before before the service each Sunday morning, and I learned so much. You know, I learned about baptism there, so then it was a case of, hey, I want to get baptized. Uh, so then I got baptized in water, and uh, I heard about uh, being filled with the Holy Spirit. So then you better lay hands on me for that too. Uh, I'll take everything I can get. And tell me about your call to ministry. Uh, did that start early on? Yeah, very much so. I, I started, uh, when I first heard a prophetic word, I, I asked the pastor, I said, oh, it's a strange prayer that I'm hearing. He said, no, 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 that's God speaking. I said, you mean God actually speaks today still? And he said, yes. Uh, and that just blew my mind. And so one of those first prophetic words that was spoken of me was that I was called, called to the ministry and that I was redeemed from my from my from my birth that God had saved me from death at my birth and uh, so which was a rather strange thing to hear I actually confirmed that with my uh, parents who weren't particularly thrilled to talk to me about it but um, I told them that I was called to the ministry and um, and that I'd been saved from my from my mother's womb and I said to my parents I said You've never told me about anything, and it turns out that my mother was desperately ill during the time uh, I was due to be born. Wow. And um, the doctor apparently told my father that he didn't think that he could save the child. Mm, and uh, so they related the story and said that uh, not only was I was I born uh, relatively normal, I'm hoping, um, but a Christian lady by the Spirit came into that uh, hospital to pray for me. And laid hands upon me, and uh, she related the story to me many years later to say, yes, I was there around the time you were born, and the Lord told me to go in there and pray for you that you would be called to preach the gospel. And tell me about Bible college. Where did that lead you? Bible college, I, I felt inspired to go to uh, Bible school, felt called. So uh, the pastors encouraged encouraged me to go to uh, Faith Bible College in, in Tauranga, New Zealand, which was just awesome. And tell me, uh, three years uh, of Bible college, what did you do straight after? Immediately upon graduation, I went to my first pastorate, which was out at uh, uh, Moree in New South Wales, and that was with a four-square church. And so I began pastoring there with a church that had sort of a a dozen people and uh, had been without a pastor for some time. So it's a good baptism of fire to go out (laughs) in the middle of Whoop Whoop and, uh, you know, unleash your... uh, I was going to change the entire town at the time. I was fairly convinced that I was called to Father, Son, Holy Spirit and me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and how long were you at Moree? I was at Moree for three and a half years. Uh-huh. And uh, I, uh, I passed at a number of churches uh, since then. I was in the Hunter Valley for a couple of years. Uh, and then back back around that time, moved back up to Kofsab. And that's when I got involved in with Christian City Church up there uh, with you. I remember you kind of took me under your wing. And yeah. like I, I watched you preach and I thought, oh, I want to do what he does. I love, yeah. you know. And uh, we, we uh, had so many people come to Christ. Our, our church was actually accused of emptying the local mental hospital. Do you remember that? That's a good thing. That's a good thing. <laughs> uh, you, when, when you preached then, I remember you used to really – Unpack the scriptures and yep. teach the word of God. Yep. Uh, and you know something, evangelists like me, I'm a little more straight to the point as a preacher. Mm-hmm. But you really like to teach. Tell me, was that something that 
was part of your calling early on, or, or did you come into that later in life? Look, it was something that, that uh, during my time in Bible school, I, I discovered that there were certain lecturers that I could really relate to personally. And uh, there was one particular lecturer there. I mean, some of the guys that taught, you know, were, were full-on theology, and it was, you know, Greek and Hebrew and that sort of stuff, and you kind of got a bit bogged down with that. But there was, there was one particular guy there. He was the dean of students, uh, Pastor Jim Hearn, and he just had this amazing ability to take a passage of scripture and not only not only uh, make it alive and exciting but he unpacked it in a way that you, you you received a lot of understanding and i thought if i ever get to preach and teach i want to be able to teach like that so you know you learn the fundamentals of preaching and teaching but there's a manner in which uh, if you're anointed to teach then god will use you in that way and so i just determined in my heart at, around that time and since then that whenever i Whenever I teach the scriptures, if I don't understand it, nobody else is going to understand it. So you know, uh, I'd actually uh, I actually engaged a method of um, teaching where I would uh, prepare a teaching, and then prepare a teaching where I argued against myself. What would I say if I didn't believe that? What would I use the scriptures to to throw at that argument? And um, once I was convinced that I had a pretty good perspective on on a passage, I'd teach it like that. Yeah, good and, on you. And I, and I use the same principle to this very day. Now, you still travel around doing itinerant ministry, uh, and you're involved in, uh, is it the Ministers Fraternal in your local community? Yeah, sure, sure. I've been president here for many, many years in the local Ministers Fellowship. I'm currently running a house church and, uh, in, in Cootamundra. And uh, not as much travelling, uh, to be honest. I'm working full time in, in the sales department mm-hmm. as, a, as a Toyota dealership. So, you know, I've got a feeling um, <laughs> you'll only find the reality in Jesus. But at the moment, I'm, I'm doing a bit of both. So. You could use this line if you like. My mum always tells me whenever she gets healed, she says, Oh, what a feeling. I've got my healing. <laughs> you remember my mum, don't you? Gotcha, I do, I do. Uh, now, Brian, uh, I, I never want to finish an interview without sharing the gospel. Mm-hmm. And you're one of my favorite preachers, as I've said. You know, I think, I think it's the Mutual Appreciation Society. You know, we, 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 we have fond memories of those. You know, it was 20 years ago we were working together. Can you believe it? Uh, but, uh, mate, if people are listening now that have never heard the gospel, would you share with our listeners what is the gospel and how do people respond to it? Sure, sure. The gospel is very simple. There is a God. He is a loving God. He sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, into the world to save the world. And Jesus came to express the love of God in a very personal and sincere way. So much so that he gave his life on a cross. And his his response and request of us is that we have access to the very throne room of God through the blood of Christ that he shed. And so I encourage everyone out there, look, it doesn't matter what background you come from, it doesn't matter what religious background you've had. I've had uh, a very much a religious background, and yet none of it rang true until I met Jesus. And your eyes will be opened. Jesus is a, is a loving God. He gave his life for you, and... More than anything else, all you have to do is respond. He's simply calling you and saying, respond to my love. It's a free gift. Receive it. Ask him into your life. Repent of your your, your past sin, and he will restore your soul. Wonderful, wonderful to hear you again today, Brian. And I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us. My, My privilege, Matt. All the very best, mate. God bless you. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. 
There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater, and why don't you go and make history? History Makers. History Makers is proudly sponsored by Bible League, who serve the local church and other partners around the world by providing Bibles, scripture materials, and training to help people meet Jesus. They provide God's word to a lost and needy world. Bible League plants Bibles in prisons, among persecuted Christians and in poor nations, bringing the love and light of Christ into many people's lives around the world. Make history today by joining our friends at Bible League and planting a Bible that will help someone meet Jesus. Go to bl.org.au. Station sponsor.